The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. When the angels had left the shepherds and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Yesterday we were visiting with family and one of my family members uh, asked me, uh, they said, what are you going to preach about tomorrow? I said, the circumcision of Jesus. And they said, that sounds painful. (laughs) And that is kind of the point. Now you may say, wait a second, I thought this was name of Jesus. And it is. Uh, We call this day in the church the name of Jesus. We also, an older name for this uh, same feast is the circumcision of our Lord. And, uh, and both of those, they go hand in hand because circumcision is where a Jewish boy received his name. It's where he received his identity. Uh, he was then at that young age of just eight days brought into a family that had extended back all the way to Abraham. It was a mark of the covenant between God and Abraham, the promises that God had given to Abraham and to his descendants, a sign that was born on the flesh of Abraham and his descendants, marking them as those to whom God had made a particular promise. If there ever was a time when a son of Abraham wondered what his place was in this world, he looked, he need look no further than his very own body to remember the covenant, the promise that God had made to his ancestors and to him. It was a mark that he bore so that every day, When he looked at his own body, he would remember whose he was, and therefore who he was. He was chosen by God, of a people chosen by God, chosen to bear the promise from generation to generation. So it is that Matthew in his gospel traces the generations from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob down to David and Solomon all the way down to Jesus, children of the promise. 
And Luke does the exact same thing in his gospel, though he doesn't start his gospel with this genealogy. He starts it, uh, or he, he includes it a little later on, and he goes all the way back to Adam. Each one of these sons of Abraham bore on his very own body God's sign of promise, circumcision. And now, on the eighth day after his birth, Jesus goes under the knife, submitting himself to be one with this people, placing himself under the law that had been given in order that he might redeem those who are under the law. It is really a mystery uh, that, is, uh, that is hard to wrap our minds around. The incarnation of our Lord. Jesus, the Word, become flesh. And we sing about it in our songs about Jesus as a babe sleeping. And yet we remember just who this babe is. This is the Lord God Himself. The one of whom the Psalms say he neither slumbers nor sleeps. How can these two things be? That, that the Lord of heaven and earth, who made heaven and earth, who fashioned the very womb in which he was born, takes on flesh. It is one thing to contemplate the mystery of a sleeping babe being the Lord who neither slumbers nor sleeps. It is a whole other thing to consider that God made flesh could be cut, could be wounded, could experience pain. And that indeed is what happens at circumcision. It is not a painless event. The fact that the Lord of heaven and earth, that the God who created the universe would subject himself to pain is a mystery. He redeemed his kindred according to the flesh and indeed all of humanity, Jews and Gentiles, by perfectly fulfilling the law for us, something we ourselves could not do. His circumcision, the first shedding of his blood on our behalf, anticipates how he would live up to the name that was given to him at his circumcision. According to the word that was given by the angel to Mary and to Joseph, that he would be called Jesus because he would save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. And Jesus, our Savior, would accomplish this salvation not by avoiding suffering, but by suffering for the sake of sinners. Ultimately and completely by his suffering and death on the cross. By dying on the cross, Jesus won for the Jews salvation. He won for all people 
salvation. And he delivers this gift of salvation, the forgiveness of sins, to you in baptism. In holy baptism, we receive God's promises. His particular promise to you that your sins are forgiven. That you are saved from your sin and also from the wages of sin, death, and from destruction in hell. And you are given the gift of God's very own everlasting life. All this is yours as a free gift of God through Christ. Circumcision pointed ahead to Christ and His work on the cross and His baptism, that is, His death and His resurrection. And now that Christ has come and He is risen, He is risen indeed, hallelujah, that work is complete. And circumcision is obsolete. Baptism now makes circumcision unnecessary because Jesus, by his perfect life and his perfect sacrifice, fulfilled the law and made it unnecessary. Baptism is now the means by which God adopts us as his children. In holy baptism, by water and God's word of promise, God has made you a member of his family, the church. If you ever, as a baptized child of God, wonder what your place in this world is, you need look no further than your baptism. Now, you may not bear this as a mark on your body that you can see like a Jewish boy could as he looked at the mark of his circumcision daily, but you have been marked, sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. And with the gift of this promise being attached to water, any time that you interact with water, you can remember You can take that opportunity as an occasion to remember this wonderful, mysterious promise that God has made to you. That in holy baptism, God has placed His own name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit on you. The promise that God is your God and that He loves you. Loves you enough that he sent his son to suffer pain and to die and to rise again for you. Here is the promise that for Christ's sake, your sins are forgiven. Here in holy baptism, you find a family, a place of belonging with God as our Father, with Christ as your brother, and with the Holy Spirit as your advocate, your comforter and innumerable sisters and brothers of every tribe, nation, and language. Here you were marked with that sign of Christ, the cross, sealed by the promised Holy Spirit who lives in you. 
in this new year, and in every new day, no matter the trials that come your way, surprising though they may be, because of Jesus, you can repel all of the assaults of the world and of the devil and be at peace with these words. I am baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen.